Welcome to the 112th episode of the Weekly Spiral. I am Casey Sully, and I am writing solo today. Durgan and Cyrus are out. They have other things that are occupying their time, but they will be back next week, and we'll have a good time when, when they return. Uh, well, we're going to cover a little bit of NFL news, uh, go into my winners and losers, and then talk about a couple of the games this week. Uh, not a ton of good games actually going on for, for week six in the NFL, so limited selection there, but, but we'll go over it. And I guess we better start out with uh, the news of the week with John Gruden. Racist, homophobe, all of the above? It appears so. Um, so he's out as the Raiders head coach. Uh, their special teams coordinator is going to be taking over the head coaching mantle. I don't imagine there's going to be a, a ton of uh, scheme change or anything like that. They're, they're keeping their offensive coordinator in place, defensive coordinator as well. Um, you know, John Gruden obviously has a, a, a bit of a offensive philosophy and identity that he wants to stick to, but uh, now he's gone, so they don't got to stick to it. And kind of a critical time for, I think, Mike Mayock and, and this roster and how he's building it because... I'm sure John Gruden had his fingers all over the draft picks and, and what they were doing in free agency and, and all that kind of stuff because he was really kind of the figurehead uh, and and drove a lot of those decisions. So now in sort of a make-or-break year for, for Mayock, he gets full control now and uh, gets to try to drive the, the Raiders home, who had a very promising start. And, man, it has collapsed the last couple of weeks, started 3-0. and uh, Derek Carr was on a, a bit of a heater and... Uh, now here we are losing two in a row, uh, losing to the Bears in slightly embarrassing fashion, uh, and struggling to score points, only scored nine against that Bears defense, who's looking pretty good, but uh, now they have no head coach, uh, and, and rightfully so, uh, regardless of whether it was in 2011 or 2018 or 2021, um, you know, that kind of stuff just can't be allowed. Uh, I mean, you got to be called out for it, and you got to be held accountable, and um, you know, if you haven't gone and, and looked at what uh, some of the, the emails that John Gruden uh, sent, especially in, in correspondence with Bruce Allen, who was with the Washington football team and uh, got uh, some explicit uh, messages and, and images returned to him by the, the Washington football team. And, and uh, you know, if you, if you haven't deep dived into that, and that's, that's a whole depressing topic in itself, how they exploited their cheerleaders and uh, essentially did sex trafficking and, and um, sexually exploited them and, and shared topless photos and, and mandated that um, they not be able to leave foreign territories. So they, they went to uh, they went abroad with the cheerleaders and then took their passports and didn't allow them to return to the country until they performed X amount of acts or uh, took certain photos or, or whatever it may have been. Um, and before allowing them to, to get their passports and return. And, and John Gruden was apparently aware of this and, and received said photos and, and was tied into that. How the Daniel Snyder and, and all those guys are, are getting off scot-free to, to some degree after all this is blowing my mind. And this was all coming from uh, a federal inve investigation on the Washington football team and the workplace culture there and, and what they're going going through over there. That's still ongoing. But it appears the NFL has a lot of these emails, and uh, they they decided to to let Gruden have it. Um, he had some choice words for the commissioner, Roger Goodell, and um, that may have been the the straw that broke the camel's back on on them sharing uh, let, or leaking those emails to to the press and allowing people to get their hands on them. 
Um, so uh, hopefully all involved are held accountable and uh, that, that kind of stuff just has no, no place in uh, our society, society at, at any point, but especially now. Um, I'm glad the NFL is doing something about it. They can definitely do a, a whole lot more. Uh, absolutely on, on that department. Um, so disappointing to, to see that uh, Gruden had those feelings, especially with Carl Nassib being an openly gay player for, for the Raiders. And, and apparently um, John Gruden is a, a bit of a homophobe and, and used some some slurs, uh, had some, some racist remarks towards uh, the NFLPA president, uh, Demoris Smith. So um, unfortunate stuff for the Raiders and, and that they got tied into that. Don't feel very bad for John Gruden himself, um, but it, it is what it is, and, and hopefully everyone else that's involved and uh, uh, that is writing those kind of messages is is put on blast and and also lose their job and are held accountable for that too. But uh, we can close the the book on that one and, and move on to uh, some slightly less depressing news. Unless you're a Seahawks fan, Russell Wilson out um, had a ruptured tendon in his middle finger, which he heard on Thursday night out for it looks like five to eight weeks um or four to eight weeks leaning more towards six to eight um geno smith actually didn't look terrible when when they were playing the rams had a couple of nice drives and that that game ceiling interception at the end wasn't his fault receiver just slipped um so i think the seahawks you know obviously they're they're not in a great position without russell wilson an all-world quarterback but um, I think the offense is still set up to have some success. They, they were struggling as is, even with Russell Wilson behind center. Um, but if Geno can just run the offense, hand the ball off, run some of that boot action that Shane Waldron wants to run coming from the McVay and Shanahan tree over there, um, you know, I think Geno can fit in there and, and do enough to, to keep the Seahawks afloat. Can he do enough to keep them afloat in the NFC West? I'm not 100% sold, but... If they're somewhat in the playoff picture when Russell Wilson comes back, that'll be a huge win for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and, and if not, you know, maybe they can load up on some higher draft picks, which they haven't had in a while. I know they're they're not they don't have the best drafting history in the first round, but uh, you know, it might be a, a year to to reload a little bit, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're they're still struggling there. Um, and they don't even have a first because they, they paid it for Jamal Adams. So uh, <laughs> perhaps not uh, reload on the picks there. Um, but tough, tough look for the, the Seahawks. Um, have, have had some sparks on offense, but been inconsistent. And then that defense just needs needs some help. So um, that'll sort of conclude the, the NFL news. And, and I'll move into to my winners and losers. And I'll start with the winner. And this is a little bit of an odd one, but I'm picking the Lions. And I, I know they're 0-5, they're talent deficient, but for some reason, I just believe in Dan Campbell. Uh, he, he Losing is very hard, and, and it's discouraging, and, and uh, the Lions just keep fighting and, and finding ways to, to be in games that they really shouldn't be in, just based on talent and, and everything on paper. Uh, and it's clearly very important to Dan Campbell himself. Uh, he had a press conference after the game, after their, their last second loss to the Vikings, um, you know, where he teared up and, and he felt for the guys that are, that are putting in a ton of work. And, uh, it's very tough to do as a coach to, to, you know, you put in so much time during the week and it, it all culminates on one, one day and one three hour period, roughly, uh, where your work is 
put out to the whole entire world and and all the sacrifices and time you've spent and you know if it doesn't go well or if you're down by you know two points at the end or or one point um sometimes on a a record-setting field goal uh, that's tough to do because it feels like all that work you've done has gone to waste to a certain degree so um I think once the talent starts to match this coach's personality with Dan, Dan Campbell, uh, I think the, the Lions have a relatively bright future there. Um, he, he cares a lot. I think he fits the persona of Detroit very well. Uh, they just don't have the horses to get it done right now. And uh, they've had close games against far superior teams in the Vikings and Ravens and probably should have won both. Uh, they played with the Packers for, for a half. Uh, they came back on the 49ers and they were playing with the Bears as well. So they, they've really shown some some spark and some light in, in all their matchups despite losing all of them. Um, so I think it's it's super early, five weeks, but uh, I think they got a, a good guy in Dan Campbell coaching that team and, and helping them because they're, they're fighting even when uh, they don't have any reason to fight. Um, so props to him. Uh, hopefully the Lions have some, some success soon, although not too much for, for my Packers there. Um, moving on to the losers. It's got to be the Chiefs and specifically the Chiefs defense. Uh, that defense is holding the team back right now. And uh, along with Mahomes' newfound love of interceptions and turning the ball over, uh, just a, a frame of reference here, the most prolific offense in the history of the NFL has averaged seven yards per play. And that was in 2000, greatest show on turf, the the Rams. Um, and the Chiefs defense is allowing 7.1 yards per play right now. So they're literally making every single offense they play against look like the best that has ever existed. And it's going to be the downfall of this team if that isn't fixed. Like, really, they might be fighting for a wild card if that trend continues. Uh, the lowest point total that they've given up so far is 29 points. And they have the Titans, they have the Packers, the Raiders, Cowboys, Chargers again, and the Bengals on the docket. And those are all teams that can score points. Uh, and if you're relying on just winning shootouts, that's not a super sustainable way to, to win games. Now, they have the talent to be able to do that. But even if they only win two or, or if they split half of those, uh, that, that puts them at th- six losses total on the year. Um, if they don't split... You know, that, that puts them at seven or eight losses, and, and that's going to put you roughly in, in wild card t- territory, especially with the way the, the Chargers are playing. Um, you don't want to fall behind in this division anymore. Uh, a couple of years ago, you might have felt safe with, with the, the, the Chiefs having a, a rough start and being able to recover, but if the Chargers keep clicking, man, it's, they're going to be tough to, to stop and, and catch up to. Um, they've just shown no ability to really be able to win these close games and win all these shootouts historically yes but this year you know they they haven't um and you are your most recent performance so uh, if they don't get that turned around quickly and and fix the defense um you know i don't know that there's a, a quick fix to be to be had there and it might just sort of be what it is and and the offense is gonna have to continue to produce on a historic pace and uh, you know, sometimes they're able to do that. Sometimes they're not against the elite of the elite. Like we, we saw against uh, the Buffalo Bills, they, they just didn't have it. They, they struggled to move the ball consistently and, and score. And uh, the running game isn't super consistent and uh, they can't stop. They can't stop anybody. And, and that's a problem. Puts a lot of pressure on the offense. And if Mahomes has an off night, like he's had a couple times this week, this year already, uh, 
you, you start racking up some losses and, and that's going to be tough to overcome. There's a, there's a lot of strong teams out there that are, that are going to really challenge them. And if they don't win the division, they're going to have to compete with uh, all the wildcard teams to, to get those tiebreakers. So um, we'll see how those things pan out. Very talented on offense, but starting to be a concern with that defense. Moving on to our games of the week here. Um, first one we have up is the Chargers at the Ravens. And it has been the Lamar show in Baltimore. He's accounted for over 90% of the yards gained in uh, their their game against the Colts on Monday night. Uh, but the Chargers are much more balanced on offense. The, the, the defense needs to play better than they did against the Browns, obviously. Uh, giving up 40-something points is, is not, not ideal. But uh, ultimately, I think the Los Angeles offense is going to be a little bit too much for the Ravens to, to keep pace with, especially if they're as one-dimensional as Lamar has to do everything. Um, you know, the, the running game outside of Lamar has not been fantastic. Uh, they had all those running back injuries early, and it's it's sort of coming back to bite them a little bit. The offensive line hasn't been super consistent, but Lamar's just been playing out of his mind and making stuff happen. Had over 400 yards passing against the Colts. Uh, he has more offensive yards than a number of teams in, in the NFL. Um, so the Packers included on that list. Cyrus was so kind to share that, uh, that with me earlier uh, today. So uh, I think Baltimore is in, in a really solid place overall. Uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people expected them to, to be sitting at 4-1 the, at this point in the season, especially with the, the injuries they had with Marcus Peters and the, and the running back issues. Um, but they're they're hanging tough. They're they're there and and they're right in the thick of things in their division. I just don't. I'm not sold that they're going to be able to stop the Chargers consistently enough to to be able to really grind things out and, and be the team that they want to be on the ground. Um, so I've got the Chargers winning that game, 34 to 28. But should should be a fun game to watch. Next up. The game of controversy, Raiders and Broncos. And what a whirlwind week for the Raiders. Gruden's gone. Hot start to the year has dissipated entirely. And they've struggled to string drives together. And, and they've been inconsistent on offense when Carr isn't playing out of his mind. And we, we've seen that he can and he can turn it on late sometimes. But uh, they need to continue to get Darren Waller involved. Uh, we can't have some of these drops that Brian Edwards had. Uh, Renfro needs to get the ball a little bit more and, and start clicking things on the, on, in the run game as well. Um, they're, they're just uh, having a little bit of, they're, they're very streaky at this point. Defense has improved, um, but we'll see sort of how they fare. And, and this is going to be a little bit of a, a, a litmus test for, for the Broncos. They, they beat a lot of bad teams early on in the year, and then they've dropped a couple here. So uh, I imagine they're going to have a heavy dose of the run game with, uh, Melvin Gordon and, and Javante Williams in, in the run game for the Broncos. And if they are able to beat the, the Raiders here, uh, they're going to have a, an opportunity to climb back into things and, and they're at home and, and have an opportunity to, to be a part of that division uh, again. And, and like we were saying with the, the, the Chiefs, uh, they can't fall too far behind. So important game for them. Ultimately, though, I, I just... I'm not sold on Teddy Bridgewater. He he's fine, but um, they have a ton of ton of injuries that that Broncos team does. I think nine day one starters are out right now, um, and that's really tough to overcome. 
Um, so ultimately, I think uh, the Raiders will be overall fine on the field. I don't, I don't imagine the production will slip just because Gruden is gone. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders 27 to 21, just because I, I'm not sold that the Broncos will be able to produce enough offense on a consistent basis to to beat teams that are equally talented or a little bit more talented than they are. Wrapping things up, we have maybe the game of the week. Cardinals at Browns and the the Browns defense is really beat up and uh, this is probably uh, almost it feels like a a make or break I don't know I don't know if I want to say make or break here with the Browns but they're three and two and they dropped games to two really good teams and now they're playing another top tier opponent and they started real hot and they, they were looking good but they could all of a sudden be three and three after this week and they don't feel like a three and three team they feel like they're better than three and three but uh they're gonna really have to dig to catch the ravens if the ravens end up winning this week or uh pulling ahead here and and uh that's not necessarily something that you want to do especially late in the year if the ravens start to get a little bit more healthy and get the run game going um you don't want to be chasing them down the stretch and and this really felt like it was the the browns year to take control of this division and have an opportunity to to run away with things but um you know they dropped this one and and they could be in trouble uh, they've lost close games to to good teams, and it's not necessarily any fault of their own that they're at three and three. They feel a better, uh, like a better than a, a three and three team, and maybe they will be at the end of this week. So maybe they'll be a four and two team. But the reality is their defense is is a little bit banged up now, and and the Cardinals have found ways to score points all year. Still not super sold that they're going to be consistent enough. The Cardinals on offense to to be able to sustain this all year. And, and we saw a little bit of that against the, the 49ers. They, they really struggled to move the ball and, and uh, score points. They had the touchdown at the end to seal it, but they, they really only scored 17 points in that game. Uh, the Cleveland defense is just going to need to step up if they, they want to be able to give the Browns a shot. Um, Nick Chubb playing fantastic. Kareem Hunt solid. Uh, OBJ starting to, to work back in. And Joku had a big explosive play against the Chargers, so uh, get him more involved. But uh, I'm just not sold the Browns are going to have the defensive stop that they may need at the end to, to win this game. So ultimately, I'm going to go with the Cardinals 31-30 to over the Browns. Uh, and that's going to wrap things up this week. I have a video breakdown, an article coming out on the Eagles offense and, and their use of RPOs and how the Sirianni offense is, is growing and, and using Jalen Hurts in it. Uh, they have some struggles with the, the drop back game, but um, you know the, there's some reason for, for optimism down the pipeline, I think, there. And I know Durgan took a look at some NFL draft prospects. Some guys are struggling this year, and some guys are, are balling out and, and raising their stock. So that's already up on the website if you want to take a look at that. Otherwise... Uh, This has been a Weekly Spiral production, bringing you fresh football every week. And we will see you, all three of us hopefully, next week for episode 113.